Glory Days, the best of Morning Glory with PJ and Jim on Radio Nova. Yeah, welcome along, folks. It is another Glory Days PJ and Jim's podcast. Thanks for joining us from wherever far-flung part of the world you are. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Glory Days. <laughs> I have to say, I just, I'm, I'm actually shocked you named Glory Days as the name of the podcast because we're recording this on the Thursday, yeah. and it literally couldn't be further from a glory day. Like it's an actual thunderstorm outside. It never got bright. And, and here's the weird thing. It's August. I, yeah. I, I know this happens every year, and I still, I, I'm that. Yeah, I was going to say fake. You're, you're a little bit surprised. You're a little bit surprised. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I have like, that. As an Irish person of some standing and many years, many years, many years, um, to, to be surprised by the fact that we have rain in August. I, I, I'm still one of those Irish people that's not sure where I, if I own a jacket or not. <laughs> oh, you know that weird internal, eternal, unbelievable optimism that a lot of Irish people have. Yeah. Where you start, you, you get so used to. Uh, two hours of sunshine You kind of go Oh Do you remember them days There used to be winters Remember when there was winters Back when we were young And then you think Thank God that's over It's like a, As if it was a pandemic As yeah. if just we had One bad spell Of rain And wind and cold For 40 odd years And then suddenly It's gone forever yeah. uh, And now it's, And every single year Comes as a terrible shock was that a we're a bad I was day ta- I was talking to a lad yesterday Right And um uh, yesterday was a bit sort of it was a bit of a mixed bag you know it sort of would rain and then the sun would come out or there'd be whatever you know what I mean it was all over the sort of shop a, yeah. bit, a little bit like you'd be lashing for a second and then you'd be, you'd be roasted and all that. it was weird yeah well, right? you can't figure and, out what to be doing and I was talking to this lad and, and his son was with him and his son said something to him and your man turned around and he said oh no you always get, you always get weather like this after you've had a spell after you've had a spell Me, I, which I assumed meant the spell of good weather as opposed to a spell in hospital or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be a different thing exactly and then I was thinking to myself that it was such a it was such a sort of a farmery type thing say to say yeah you know I mean it's like it's like this prediction it's like you know what I mean it's like it is something that only certain people are gifted with it's in their blood that they can they can tell Talk like the that. atmosphere filters through them and yeah. they, they know like oh no trust me I'm seeing into the I'm seeing into the void here I know exactly it's, oh I'll tell you something you get good weather oh you paid it oh you paid it see it's only up your way you get that sort of talk there's all fellas who wear hats and no tops and all you know <laughs> proper old farmers in fields how they, you ask them how the weather is and they just reveal their nipples to the wind and they go tis good weather for the cows to be suckling you know all this type of stuff in Finglas no one says that in Finglas just people go what yeah. Oh Jesus, it's raining. You don't get the same philosophicalness. Uh, but, uh, no, but I don't know because uh, do you ever notice that? Like I remember my dad used to yeah. try and th- used to think that he could predict rain because he'd get a, I don't know a pain in his knee or something. I love that. Those, yeah, those lads. I love that. Go, like oh Jesus, me, me, me thumb is up, acting up. That's, yeah, tell you, that's snow. That is definitely that's snow, snow coming. Yeah, <laughs> me hip, me dicky hip. You see our granny doing the splits. Oh Jesus. It must be a flood coming. Every time a flood comes, I get a, I get a hip pain or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Or, but, or, and all those lads who can predict based on a seagull or something and all that. You know all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the mad yeah, postman yeah. in Donegal. Yeah. He, just come, he just makes mad stuff up. What's the, what's the weather going to be like in 2024? Well, I seen a goose fly upside down and a fox take a shite around the back of a bungalow. Therefore, that means we're going to have you know, three weeks of absolute roaring sunshine. It's um, complete. It's all nonsense, really, isn't but it? Do you think? I mean, I just would love you to turn into that person. I'd love you as I'd in seriously, to, like. No, yeah, no. I just, I'd love the idea that in in ten or fifteen years' time, you would become, you'd become that person who's like, you know, because there's. Let's face it, you've got quite a few different things happening in your very body. much so. You yeah, know what I mean, you're, you're never quite sure what's happening at, at any one time. So any one of those things could be turned into a predictive 
You know what I mean? Like, you know the way your ears are, at you, are at you all the time? All the time. Right, so one is roaring and yeah. the other one is, is mumbling. One of them is going, one of, yeah, one of them just doesn't understand anything and the other one is just going, so, so maybe at some stage in the future, you'll feel that actually that, that wasn't, there's nothing to do with uh, tinnitus or anything like yeah. that. It's actually, it's the atmosphere speaking to you. So one one side will be going, oh, I think it's going to be very cold. It's going to be very cold, PJ. And the other one will be going, it's not going to be cold at all. That's typical of me. I'd end up with the only person whose body parts are having an argument over the weather. And my head is in the middle. Yeah. You know, that'd be you the mean, only one. Well, my knee is saying it's going to rain. But yeah. I'll tell you something. The back of my arse is saying... I'll tell you something, yeah. My arse is screaming sunshine. It's screaming sunshine. Every time I wake up and I have a tight bum, the sun is splitting the stones. And I have, I've got a sunshine bum and a rainy ear. So you tell me what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That, you'd be fabulous at it. You'd be fabulous at it. Picking up on all that vibe. Yeah, I know. Except none of them would be right. I'd be literally, I mean, none of them would be right. You'd be very you know. entertaining, though. Very I, I entertaining. would end up with just listening to my body and, get, and, and the only thing that happens is I get a massive pain in me. But no, like, that's what happens. I just thought, actually, now, it just occurred to me. I know this is going off the beaten track a bit. Like, like there was ever a feckin' yeah. a track to fight. To find on this anything we ever talk about, but anyway, um, just as a matter of interest, you know all these people who you know meditation is a big thing now. Oh yeah, it everybody is, yeah. likes their meditation, mm. their mindfulness, or, all or of that. Yeah, and the idea is that you might sort of take five minutes out of your day, and you might sit quietly, and you might you know breathe, and a you might contemplate, peace. and all that sort of stuff. So would you not be able to do that? Like if you if you found a quiet room somewhere, right? Yeah. Would you like and you sit down to to meditate and to be contemplative and to be reflective? Yeah. Right? And you got. You know, a, a nice quiet environment, and then your ears will be just going. That's exactly what I'd be like. That's what it's just. That's what I hear all the time. I can't do any of this meditation. All I hear is just your man going and breathe in. That's going on my head all the time. And breathe out. That's all the time. So I can't do any of this meditation nonsense. I just, I, I'm, I'm just too noisy. My head constantly sounds like somebody's dropping a drum kit down the stairs. And they get some lad saying, relax, relax. I'm there, boom, bang, drum. That'd be such, a, a, such yeah. an amazing soundtrack. Because most of the soundtracks you get for these meditations and all are all sort of like, you know, panpipe music. Yeah, and all that old stuff. Ethereal, yeah. Enya-esque type sort of. Ooh. Yeah, and yours would be like a really bad jazz band. It'd be like a, it'd be like a jazz band with dodgy knees trying to do squats. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a winner. That's a winner. <sighs> right, listen, we should get you some best bits from during the week. That's the plan. Um, some of the bits and pieces. We had a few big highlights this week. We, it was a great week, obviously, the week when uh, Kelly Harrington secured her silver medal. So we were talking to um, to our dad, Christy, at one stage, but we didn't even include that. That's how exciting a week it was. Yeah. We got a chance to speak to the legendary James May, he of uh, Top Gear and Grand Tour fame. What a nice fella he turned out to be. Absolutely, so we'll, we'll get another chance to hear that again. Uh, also, there was um, there was shock, there was horror, there was actually, the, there was the uh, basically the script to a sort of a Midsummer Murders um, kind of type show during the week when we found out about that, that gooseberry grower. Yeah. Champ, champion gooseberry grower. Sabotage and gooseberries. Two things that you... I mean, where there's one, you always find the other, right? Yeah, nothing says murder like, like gooseberry. Like a, like a gooseberry bush. <laughs> so you'll get to hear that story. That's on the way. And also, um, we found out that there was, um, well, there was, a, a, a ch- we actually went to the aid of a listener, at least we tried to go to the aid of a listener who was asking us whether it's normal to sing in your sleep, right? Yeah. 
And, um, oh my, that opened up a can of worms. It really did, yeah. It turns out everyone that listens to this show is a complete and utter weirdo. It's basically what we, that was what happened there. I was, yeah, it wasn't, uh, that's not too far from the truth. Uh, anyway, listen, enjoy. We'll talk to you on the other side. It's the very best of Morning Glory with PJ and Jim. On Radio Nova. Everybody has their interests, PJ, right? You've already been talking about the GA, big GA enthusiast. And then there are those people who are like, you know, their interests are a little bit off the beaten track. Their hobbies, yeah. their passions. And yeah, and just because it's a, an off the beaten track, Sort of, you know, hobby and passion to itself doesn't mean there's not shenanigans goes on oh, in these things. It doesn't mean that, that tempers don't run high. A, a champion gooseberry grower, right, has lost his title this year. Champion gooseberry man. Um, but his name is Terry Price. He's 76 years old. After his bushes were poisoned. Oh, my God. Some fella snuck out and poisoned his bush and his <sighs> berries went, so- went sour. <laughs> Oh my God, somebody yeah. attacked his bush. Someone attacked his and bush. His, and he lost his gooseberries. And his berries went out, yeah. They, oh my God. And withered his berries. And I mean, at 76, you can't have withered berries. You've plenty of life left in your berries at so, 76, you So the competitive gooseberry growing fraternity are not to be messed with. Not to be messed with. It's a dark arts. Come here. He goes, the, he's a, I don't know why it sticks in every job he ever did, but it says, the former butcher and postman. He won the competition, it says. That's that's the new putting your age in. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The former butcher and postman, at 76 years old, with his withered berries and his poisoned bush. Last year, he was uh, he won with a 50-gram beast of a berry, right? Apparently unheard of in the berry competition before. 50 grams? Yeah, unbelievable. That's a beast, isn't that's it? That's a beast of a berry, yeah. And then, however, following the sabotage this year, he had to take from one of his bushes that he doesn't rate as being as uh, good as the other bushes, and he had a paltry 28 uh, gram berry. Now, Terry says he noticed his bush was looking a bit wilted um, about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And at uh, 76, that's probably the kind of things you do notice. Yeah, yeah, you, say, you do notice, yeah. At 76, you have to keep an eye on your bush and your berries because anything can happen. You, you know do. what I mean? Yeah. They advise you that. And let's face it, at 76... Every gardener knows that. Yes, you do. You have to keep... The, you've got to keep yourself pruned. If you don't keep yourself pruned, you could kind of... There could be anything growing in, in there. Anything at all growing in there. So Shocking. He had to keep an eye on his bush, and he was. He said he noticed it was a bit wilted and a bit sick. And then he said he knew exactly where... The, whoever poisoned his bush knows exactly where he keeps his berries. Um, says he keeps his berries, you know. So, um, so it could be an inside job or something. It could be an inside job. So he says, I have a very good idea... Who poisoned me bush and wilted me berries? And he says the truth will come out because he's in. He's investigating this. He's been. He's won this competition for years. Like he won it eleven times. Oh, jeez! And then all of a sudden, somebody, somebody went to sabotage him. Take him down. And someone went to take him down. So Terry, and I assume they're immediately, listen. immediately, uh, you know, going to whoever the second best was. So I assume he's come under suspicion. Joe, you'd have to. This think would be so. an amazing plot. For something like Midsummer Murders. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's got that written all over, doesn't it? It does. That's like. crazy. Yeah. So you could just imagine it. Like, a, you know, some... Where is it? In? It has to be in England. Oh, it is. Oh, it's yeah. It's got to be some little English village or something. Come here. It? It's, this whole story is perfect. It's Gooseberries in the village of Goose Tree. <laughs> no way. Is the name of the... Is Goose the name of the Tree is the name of the village. Yeah. It is. Oh it's, God, it, this thing writes it's, Are you sure this isn't a plot for Midsummer Murders? It should be, shouldn't it? It should be. Oh my god! And then he's somehow using a different type of berry to poison the winner, so he can win the next time. You know that kind of thing. It's got oh, that smell off it. That's brilliant. This is re- it's proper. Yeah. Um. This, I mean, it, it's a proper murder plot waiting oh, to happen. This absolutely. is absolutely. And El Terry then will be lifted. 
because he turns out maybe he poisoned his own berries because he hated someone else yeah. down the road in or a bid in a bid to defame yeah yeah his nearest challenger he and goes, put him I took the hit I was dumped you for eleven years why shouldn't I why shouldn't I take away a man who was trying to take away my crown <laughs> oh my god. David been on to say he was very angry, obviously, that chap. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, I can't believe this I will say the newspaper really missed the trick with that headline. And somebody else, somebody else was on to say, was, was the giant berry called Chuck? Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. Glory Days. The best of Morning Glory with PJ and Jim. On Radio Nova. As you know, PJ Gallagher, we have become like a one-stop shop yeah. for people's problems. Yeah, for people who couldn't be bothered going to the GP, they ask us, which is crazy. No, really. no, whatever the problems are, doesn't matter. Like, look, earlier on, you had that attempt to explain in your capacity as uh, solving all future relationship problems. You had that uh, attempt to explain the perfect formula for the perfect marriage. Yeah, I, I, thought, did, I don't think I did that very well, to be honest. Well. Uh, so, you know, we are, the, people, bring, people bring us their problems for us to solve. It's we're kind of like the A team. If nobody else can help, right? Anyway, so listen, we had this um, this WhatsApp in from a very loyal listener, good bloke, Northside Tony. Always sends us some fantastic photos every morning uh, on his way to work and all that sort of stuff, and walking the dog and everything. And he he sent us this in. Say, morning, lads. Quick question: Have you ever heard of anyone singing in their sleep before? As the missus said, I was singing singing in my sleep. Last night. Well, I guess there's so many factors to consider here, really, There is isn't so many factors. So, we have to go straight to the source and say, good morning, Tony. Morning, how are things like? Uh, and what's going on now with this business in your sleep? Why aren't you just sleeping in your sleep? Because <laughs> um, apparently the missus um, says I've been singing in my sleep. Singing? Uh, and the urge to kill apparently is quite high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet it is. And why? Does she not? <laughs> does, are you a terrible singer? <laughs> oh no, that's the urge for me to kill my wife, not the other way around. Uh, yes, come, yeah, come here, listen, just out of curiosity, right, what, are, what, what is it you're singing? Is it the, are you singing the same stuff over and over again, or do you do a, do you do a repertoire, like, is it a full concert gig? Uh, I'm not sure, she just says, like, I'm singing, she, she's kind of sort of half asleep and going, you're singing in your sleep, and she tried to roll me over and wake me up, but apparently I just kept singing. Like, and does this go on for hours or minutes, or what's the, so- what's the story? She just said it probably went on for about five, maybe six minutes. Right, so you did a, it's a track, it's a full track. It's yeah. like oh, pretty much, yeah. 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 To be honest with you, five or six minutes, that's almost a, an extended twelve inch really, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the radio edit of a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and is this is this the first time it seems to have happened to you in your life, Tony? Or did you like did you ever have this happen before? Or does it how often does it happen? No, apparently it was the first time. It's a first. And come here, are you feeling particularly happy or melancholy or something lately? I'm married. How can you be happy? Well, no, now no, that's no, a... no, 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 no. No, so you're feeling completely normal, except for this one thing just keeps happening when you go asleep. Pretty much, yeah. Right, right. We okay, need to get a doctor on this. Le- leave it to us, Tony. You've put it in safe hands. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for me, lad. No worries, buddy. Take care. Have a good morning. Cheers. Right, so what do we make of it? Oh, what is going on there? I mean, I'm, I'm baffled, to be honest. Yeah, and singing in the... In, anybody got a solution, right? Anybody thinks... or it's, Is this normal? Like, let's first of all, let's see if we can put Tony's mind at rest, right? And find out if this is a regular occurrence. Doesn't sound very normal Have to me. Have you ever been told you're singing... I, I mean, I have spoke... I have. Everybody talks a little bit in their sleep. Yeah, yeah, Even though yeah. It's, they say talks, it's more of a mumble. Well, I've woken myself uh, up uh, talking uh, in my sleep. Get up! Get up. Yeah. Uh, leave it alone! 
Or saying names and all, you know. How is that? Marjorie must have gone. Say names of people you've never met and all. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. done that. Yeah, so if, but if anybody else has had the experience Tony's had or whatever, or knows what it might be, you know, what it might be significant of, we'd welcome your input. Wisdom of crowds and all that. 0871818100. Piff has been on to say, not singing, guys, but my ex, a guitarist, used to play air guitar As in his sleep. Stop, he did not. What did like as in making the sounds and everything? Like hand movements. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> That's worse. I'd, abs- I'd be go spare. You'd be sleeping in the garage. There's no way I could let me even be in the same house as someone who's making noises like, like that. Piff, let us know. Um, was it like you know? Was it just just the movements like, or was it the actual? Were they making the sounds? I literally could well? not deal with that now. <laughs> not in a million years. Sing all you want, but there's absolutely no way I could listen to someone doing the solos. Singing though. Yeah, I know. It's a weird it's one, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah. I can't it? really get my head around it. And especially seeing as though he's not in a particularly good form. He's not in a particularly bad form. Yeah, he what's just caused it? What sparked it? What sparked off? What's going on and in his head? And it's a one-off as well. It's not like he always does it like it's a, you know, a thing that's been going through his life or anything. Yeah, he's just kind of, he's having this mental sort of break of song. He's living in a musical. Yeah. He's going to start Actually, branching that, into that his daily be, life. That would be, your worst nightmare would be that, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course I mean, it you're would. not exactly a huge musical type person anyway. He's going to be branching into his daily life now, just be going to shops and stuff, and say, you know, uh, that'll be 490, and where's my change? <laughs> you know, it's <sighs> you need to nip in the bud is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Right, listen, well, let us know. Will you, if you're somebody who does sing in their sleep or has any other particularly unusual sleeping habits... Uh, we'd love to know and uh, if you have a solution or you think you know why Tony might suddenly be singing in his sleep you can feel free to let us know that as well 0871818100 there's a lot of different bits and pieces came in let, let me ju- let me just give you a quick listen to this for example my wife told me that a few days ago I took a night lamp from the nightstand hugged it and slept with it in my bed so there are weird things going on wow he, he slept with his lamp from his nightstand but slept with a lamp he like he just hugged it, hugged oh it like, God. and took it in like it was, uh, like, like it was his wife like or something. Cuddly toy or whatever. Yeah. Cuddly, uh, <laughs> oh and I love the way he says there are weird things going on, as if it was some exterior <laughs> yeah. force that made him do it. It looked like he was about to try and blame aliens. Yeah, yeah. And then we got this on. I have just downloaded an app called um, Sleep Cycle, and realised that myself and my fiance actually have full blown conversations with each other in our sleep. So yeah, it's kind of funny. We don't really, we don't realise that we're doing that at all. But we wake up in the morning and go, wow, good sleep. <laughs> that is weird, isn't it? They're that's ta- full on weird oh now. God, that's, so they're talking to each other in their sleep. Yeah. Like proper. Like, and they only find out about it the next day. I wonder, are they even having the same conversation or is it just one of those? Are you going to do tomorrow? That's right, Jim, favourite song. <laughs> what, what time is the biscuits arriving? I say, I think you're going to be there yesterday afternoon in the middle of the television. You know the way, you know the way people do that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, total gibberish. Anyway, listen. The other thing that I tell you what seems to be a, a somewhat common theme is laughing in your sleep. Now, Elaine is on from Swords. Elaine, morning to you. Morning, Jim. How now, are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Good. Um, listen, it's not you though that does the laughing, is it? No, my husband, and he has like a proper belly laugh. In the middle of the night, frightening the life out of me. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, his his dreams are just really, really vivid dreams. And uh, 
some of them are like a born movie when he remembers them. <laughs> He's like getting chased around town and car chases and assassins chasing him. But uh, yeah, somewhere in the middle of that, he'd be breaking his heart laughing and frightening the life out of me. Oh my God. Isn't that just, what a great way. Like, I mean, it's, it's so much preferable to oh, have yeah. nightmares like. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And does he ever does he does he ever remember the bits that he laughs at? Like when he's when he's not being a superhero or a spy or whatever. Does he ever does he ever remember? Sometimes, sometimes he remembers it. Um, a lot of the times, though, I'm telling him you were laughing again in your sleep last night, but he won't actually remember what it was. But the odd time he will. And and is he genu- like in sort of day to day is he a generally sort of happy character? Yeah, happy bloke. Uh, yeah, he is a fairly happy bloke. <laughs> he has his moments. Brilliant. Elaine, that's great. I, mean, I assume you don't mind. You'd rather have him laughing in his sleep than shouting and roaring, I assume. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Fair. Elaine, listen, thanks a million for sharing that with us. You're very <laughs> no good. Problem. Cheers. Bye bye now. Uh, it, it, that seems to be a common enough theme the laughing stuff. I actually feel jealous of that guy, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I kind of. That would be a great sleep to, to kind of be rested and also have a good old belly laugh. Yeah, imagine waking up in the morning and Fern's coming in here. Now the alarm goes off at five o'clock and I'll be thinking, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. ah, to think Jim is already up two hours. <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, so what's that been from Budgie and Fox Rock to say, I shared an apartment with my mate Cool Pop. Of course, if you're, of course called, he did. If you're called Budgie and Fox Rock, your mate is bound to be called Cool Pop. Um, and he used to, I, <laughs> this is, no way. I'm calling foul on this. What's this now? Um, he used to he used to iron in his sleep. Ah, no, he did. I'd wake up some mornings and the ironing board and iron would be in the hall, and he would be on the sofa asleep. Did you speak to him, Clint? You did call and confirm. You called and confirmed. He says, "Yeah." Oh my god! Ironing in your sleep—that's dangerous. In fairness, I mean, there was like Lisa was on to say that she's a sleepwalker and she knows nothing about it until her hus- uh, her partner. Finds her in the garden. Ah, no. And stuff like that, yeah. I only ever had, I had a dream about the poker at the fire one time. And I, and then I woke up and, and, I, and we never saw the poker again. Where'd what happened that night, I wonder? And have you, had you, you know any, what I mean? Had you any ailments after it? No, no, hey, hold on a no, minute, I, I know just, what you're I saying. I don't know, like, you know, you didn't hit, be, hit yourself with it or anything. No, no ailments or anything, but I tell you something, I'm glad he didn't iron, that's it. Uh, that's really weird. What does he be? It doesn't say what he was ironing. Does it? Yeah. Do we know? Have you any more details about what he irons? He just irons in the sleep. And the, actually, to be honest, with you, that, that'd be fantastic. I mean, if you were the other half of of Cool Pop, yeah, brilliant. Just leave all your ironing. It would be like like the elves and the shoemaker. Well, you, just, you wake up the next morning. It's all done for you. Well, you're presuming he's ironing the clothes. I have a feeling he's just like ironing slices of bread or something. He hasn't a clue what's happening. It's the very best of Morning Glory with PJ and Jim. On Radio Nova. Where we're delighted via the wonders of Zoom to be able to say good morning to the wonderful James May. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Very well, very well. Great to see you. Um, uh, listen, the one thing that we um, uh, we got a chance to see the screening, obviously, of the, of, the, uh, of the show, and it's absolutely brilliant, as it always is, in fairness, James. And it occurred to us that you must have the greatest job in the world. <laughs> Yes, people have said that. And, you know, it would be churlish to grumble about any aspect of it because we, under normal circumstances, travel the world or at least at the moment travel over the UK. Uh, We get to do some things that we probably wouldn't otherwise do. And it's technically a job. So, yes. I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, it can be very stressful because it is really, it's great. Although I would say you have the second best job in the world, because in fairness, you're working with Hammond and Clarkson, <laughs> and in this lockdown feature, they give you a hard time again, so they get the benefit. Yes, they do, but you know, I'm there to help 
help them deal with their own shortcomings and inadequacies. <laughs> so it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, you did, I, I mean, the one, in this one, one, one could complain about is the company, but because <laughs> in this one, in this particular, in um, uh, the Grand Tour presents lockdown, it, it is kind of you do seem to get. The rough end of the stick when it comes to... I mean, I know that traditionally when you guys get together, all of your adventures involve everything, all that fabulous male bonding of abuse and pranks and everything. You do seem to get your more than your fair share in this one. Well, I, I'm much tougher than the others, remember. They're, you know, Hammond is very sensitive and Jeremy is made of digestive biscuits. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, and tell us about the show. Can you describe the show for us? Because people who... It's out today... Um, so just to, to run us through what exa- how it actually works. Um, okay, well, it's the usual mix of uh, authoritative commentary on cars <laughs> with panto and a little bit of circus and some sitcom. Um, it, take place, it takes place in Scotland, um, partly because we couldn't leave the UK, but actually we, we've talked a long time about doing something in Scotland because it's a, it's a fabulous place to film. It looks wonderful. I mean, it rained like hell, obviously, at Scotland, et cetera, et cetera, all the old jokes, but even in the rain, it looks rather fantastic. Um, and we're, we're addressing a question that we've talked about for years, actually, which is, were the great American cars of the 70s and 80s suitable for the UK, and why didn't our mums and dads buy them? So we, in a very academic, very thorough way... <laughs> Research the question by buying some crappy old American cars and driving around in them annoying people. And they are fabulous cars. I mean, the, 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 the cars involved are absolute American classics. I mean, that must have been an yeah. amazing buzz in itself. Although I suppose at this stage, you must have driven every blooming car there is. Uh, not everyone, but certainly a, uh, a very wide variety. I think the, the thing with those, those are, in the true sense, iconic, though, those American cars from that era, because we watched them as kids on the telly and, you know, in Hollywood films and things. And we loved the opulence and the extravagance of the styling and the, and the sheer size of them. You know, they were just magnificent compared with our mums and dads' cars. But there's always a risk in meeting your heroes, as with everything else, footballers, pop stars, politicians and all the rest of it, because the fact is they're very old cars now and things have moved on. And... Although they're fascinating and my Cadillac was supremely comfortable, they are also, they're, they're clunky. You realise that a lot of time has passed since I was a teenager, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, a lot of technology has moved on. And for the better, let's yeah. be honest. I don't think it's given anything away to say these cars are absolutely not suitable for British roads today, though, is it? No, I think that's... The, uh, when, when we ask that question, why didn't we have these cars? Everybody would immediately say, well, they use too much fuel and they're too big. Um, and that is undoubtedly true, but that's, that's not the whole story. There's, there are, it is nuanced, I think we can say, right. the discussion. But yes, you're right. They're not, I mean, there, there are quite a lot of small roads all over the British Isles, not just in Scotland. Scotland has some very small, narrow roads, but we've got loads of those in England as well. I was on some the other day. Um, big cars are a problem we're seeing this problem now with you know with the enthusiasm for big suvs and things and i've got a tesla model s and to be brutally honest it's a bit too wide for britain wow <laughs> right. so um yes yeah, size is an issue yeah cars. and it's actually it's it's the width of cars that is the issue it's not the length because the length of the road is effectively infinite but the width of the road if you get two wide cars coming towards each other in a bit of cornwall where the roads are very narrow and have very steep banks and sides, then you're stuck. You could be reversing for half a day 
Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it's Scotland, you mentioned it already, that Scotland is one of the stars of this show because it's, a, it's stunning scenery-wise and all that sort of stuff. But the other aspect of, the, of the, um, the, the Scottish element, if you like, in this was when you took on the cooking on a couple of occasions and, um, yes. and reverted to that wonderful Scottish tradition of deep-frying everything, including peas, if it's not to <laughs> giving stuff away too much. Well, I mean, we, we, we know it's a bit of a cliche and it's not entirely true. And we are, as usual, really mocking ourselves rather than anybody else. But as an experiment, it's, it's quite interesting because deep frying is not such an absurd idea. I mean, it's done in Japan. You know, tempura is really just a form of deep frying vegetables and pieces of fish and so on. And there's no reason why the kedgeri that I deconstructed shouldn't be done. <laughs> deep I mean, most of it is fish, and we eat fish in batter. That's perfectly okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Or to eat a rice ball in batter, but it's not. It's not that unusual in Asia. So you know, there's a, there's a precedent for all these things. None of it is inedible or, or horrible. It's just a little bit surprising. Yeah, well, it's just it's just a matter of interest. I mean, we're. We, we do have an, a vested interest in this. We actually have a little feature on the radio show where we, we, we kind of fry things that aren't traditionally fried, be they deep fried or pan fried or whatever. So we're just genuinely curious what the, what the absolute truth was about the deep fried peas. Well, it's, I suppose there's a helicopter flying over. It's probably one of my neighbours has murdered someone. Again, <laughs> so if I, if I can talk like a chef now, even though I'm not one, but peas are obviously quite a delicate flavour. Um, batter is is quite a strong accompaniment, which is why it works with things like cod and haddock. But batter isn't man enough to overpower the humble pea. So if you get a, a, a effectively a pea ball, this is the trick, get your peas together in the ball, get them slightly stuck together. You could use a little bit of egg yolk from your batter mixture to do that. You have to deep fry them very quickly because obviously it does, doesn't take much to cook a pea and you don't want to overdo them. But if you make a light enough batter... <laughs> Again, sort of almost Japanese style rather than the British style. Very, very high temperature, very brief, deep fry. You have effectively pea tempura. And wow. that's not a ludicrous idea at all. I, if, if you're going to do some experiments, I would recommend trying it. Right. It also makes it much easier to eat because they're just all in one convenient bowl. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's such a more realistic thing for us to try as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense for us. And I'm so impressed with the way you sold it as well. Yeah, it sounds actually delicious in fairness. Yeah, well, yeah, I might have oversold it a bit. So listen, James, obviously this is this is the first of potentially, well, who knows how many um, uh, kind of uh, the Grand Tour Presents specials that might uh, might happen. I mean, is there, are there? can you tell us anything about future plans? I mean, is there anything in the pipeline? Or? Yes, there's, there are a number of things in the pipeline. I mean, this this UK special is the, the first of two UK specials. Uh, we filmed the other one recently. That's going through the editing and what have you process so this is this is if you like part one of a double bill they are separate they're going to be separated by quite a lot of time i mean i wouldn't wait in the cinema for the <laughs> but, but you can think of this as a uk double bill for this year and some of the things we were we were planning in more far-flung places which had to be postponed because of covid we're going back hopefully to doing those next year um so none of those none of those things have been binned, but we've done too much work on them for one thing. They they are they are in abeyance. They're on the back burner, but they will come eventually. We, we can't really control things like what happens with COVID and vaccinations and local lockdown quarantine laws and all the rest of it. But as soon as we are able, we will we will do it. 
But also, can I say uh, on that point, I don't think people are going to watch our, our Scotland special or the one after that, which takes place in Wales and England. And they're not going to go, oh, they're only in Scotland. Scotland's as interesting as anywhere else, and so is Wales and England. I, I agree. Mean, yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah. And it's threat. it's also great to hear that there are, is plenty more plans, because I did read somewhere one of your quotes that you thought of, of the, the, the potential things that might actually stop you ever doing things like the Grand Tour. <laughs> that the one you, you, you backed most was death, which is kind of... So it's yeah. good to know yes. you're going to keep well, at it, you know. No, I think I, I think the way the way these things work out, we probably will have to keep doing it until one of us just suddenly croaks. <laughs> and says, there's there's sort of no way out. We've always said in the past, you know, when, this will end one day, and we have to land it with dignity. We mustn't. It mustn't be a car crash, and it, it mustn't be remembered as something that fell apart. But we don't know how to do that, so I think it probably will just have to keep going until it falls apart. Well, but we're, anyway, people will enjoy that as well. You know? Well, we're very glad to hear yeah. that you'll keep doing it because it's absolutely brilliant. The Grand Tour presents Lockdown is the is the current special on uh, on Amazon Prime Video at the moment. James May, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Good work. Love it. See you next time, next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Glory days. The best of Morning Glory with PJ and Jim. On Radio Nova. So there you go. Some of the best bits from uh, during the week uh, uh, featured on Glory Days. Of course, our uh, PJ and Jim podcast. Uh, it was a good week. Very enjoyable week, I have to say. And the fact that it was a short one is also a very good thing. Yeah, all really is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I have to say, this is the first short week in ages that felt like a short week. Yes. They always feel longer for some reason. Yeah, they what always, is that? I don't know. I really don't know. But this one actually felt short. I thought it was Monday yesterday. I don't know what happened there. But that says more about me than it says about the week. I know. I understand. I just had a vision there. You know the way this being a podcast, people can listen to it wherever and whenever they like. Yeah. So there's some lad listening to this and it's Tuesday. And, he's and gone. you've just gone. I thought yesterday was Monday. And he's going, it was. He's going, like, it is, oh, you fucking, yeah, fucking half with you. <laughs> He'll text in the show now on Thursday. Why do you oh, see yeah. you? What day do you think it is, Yeah, PJ? what day? Yeah, come here, you. Jim, when you talk to him through the days of the week, he's the poor lad. He must be coming in there Saturday and Sunday every day in case he, in case he misses what's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> strange. Very strange. But, yeah, no, I, I think... I mean, you know, because I'm wondering whether or not if the, with the short week, right, everybody's a fan of the short week and then there was this push, wasn't there, very recently for the four-day week. Yes. Working week. So that you'd always have technically a sort of a short oh, week. Oh, you'd be brilliant, yeah. Or whatever. You might have to work a bit longer on the four days. Yeah, they did. Each day. The longest trial ever and it worked. It seemed to be very good, yeah. yeah. So I wonder what it's still, like, would you actually feel like the weeks were short weeks then? Or mm. would they end up just feeling You'd like... You'd just feel normal, wouldn't you? And then you'd be there going, I can't believe we have to work for three days every week. <laughs> Why all this shit? That's almost half a week. Everything would just yeah. nudge back. Everything just nudge back really? to normal. Oh, bleeding chills there again. I swear oh. to God. Well, my boss called me on a Tuesday last week. I mean, has the fucker no manners at all? You know, you end up getting a bit entitled. That's what happens. We always yeah. get a little bit entitled. Give an inch, PJ. Give, Give an, an inch. inch. Yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> right, let's get out of here. Leave you to your own devices, folks. Um, hopefully, you'll join us uh, at six o'clock um, on whatever day. <laughs> I've just realised there's no point saying on Monday. You could be listening. Could to be any time. Could be any time. But it's six o'clock every weekday, of course, for uh, for Morning Glory on Radio Nova. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Glory Days, the best of Radio Nova's Morning Glory with PJ and Jim. Catch the show live weekdays, 6 to 10, on FM, online at nova.ie, or on the Nova app.